What's going on, everybody? Jorge Aquino coming live to you and direct right here in Scottsdale. Hope everybody's having a fantastic day. Hanging out over at 4 till 4 this morning at Supercar Saturday. It is the second Saturday of the month. Uh, it is Easter weekend, so you'll probably be listening to this a couple of weeks afterwards. So happy Easter to everybody. I hope you guys have a fun time and wonderful times with your family. Um, my guest this uh, morning or this evening or this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, his name is Michael Durr, and he runs Keys to the Jungle, which is one of the biggest... Honestly, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that, one of the biggest social media accounts in all of the automotive world. So, Michael, what's up, man? Hey, hey, thanks for having me on here. No, it's my pleasure, man. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, automotive Alex, who continues to go ahead and set me up with people of left and right, she's a gem. Uh, so she went ahead and put me in touch with you, and she was like, hey, have him on. And, and I was like, absolutely. And I started following your account about a year ago. And um, it's honestly, it's fantastic, man. It's uh, it's keys to the jungle which you can go ahead and find on instagram i think that obviously it's more expanded than just instagram and we're going to get into that but for those of you who are and we got a what is that that's pulling out there oh it's a vader kit that's, oh that's like an infinity with a kit oh okay that's different you don't see one of those every day that's pretty cool but um that being said i wanted we wanted to talk about keys to the jungle today that's yeah. the whole premise of this podcast so um if you don't mind going ahead and telling me what is exactly Keys to the Jungle? That way the people can go ahead and know about it. Let's see. Um, basically, it, it started out as a, like a car spotting account, just seeing different supercars around. Uh, and then I started out in 2014, right? So that was kind of the early stage of hypercar culture, right? So I was the first person to kind of scoop up and see as many hypercars as possible. So then I uh, went and found a bunch of hypercars, um, kind of a source for information, and then um, as videos started coming around, I kind of started implementing more comedy into my stuff. And so uh, now I just prey on everybody's insecurities in the car world. <laughs> oh, man, what else would you do, right? Like, that's honestly, it's, that's good stuff, though. But And, and it's interesting because you mentioned the fact that, you know, you started up in 2014, 2015, right around there. And you're absolutely correct when you stated that that was the time where the car spotting hypercar culture really kicked off you had shmi doing it in europe um and then you talk about yourself um you had uh i think that's right around right before stradman went ahead and really kicked off with his his account and whatnot um what was it that you feel like that was the moment in time that all of a sudden hey we're really gonna get into hypercars and this is where like car spotting is gonna really pop off because i feel like it never has really let off it's evolved but it's still it's still there and it's a really important piece of our community if you will yeah um let's see at that time you know there wasn't a lot of stuff on social media you know you saw different cars getting posted but it was all just like random stuff and uh, there were a couple of photographers out there and i was like kind of want to do that you know me being the overzealous like teenager um you know it was a time in my life too i was just you know finishing up high school right so it was like you know i had time to I didn't really have time but I chose to make time to do it um you know prepping for college is always a whole process in itself but um you know once I got into it I you know I realized oh this is kind of fun like it's a whole new way to meet people you know I didn't really care for a lot of the people at my school and like none of them were really into cars and so I found this whole like community of people that are just like just like me just just as weird as me right so as as us man you gotta (laughs) love it so it was kind of cool and you know hypercars were just starting to pop up the you know 918s p1s la ferraris were yep. all just starting to get delivered right. so i remember seeing one like i don't know two three months after starting my page and i was like 
these are the cars that I, I like, I want, I want to see all of these. Yes. So then I just made it like a game of Pokemon Go. Got to catch them all. <laughs> I love that, dude. That's so good. Uh, I have to ask you this because you went ahead and brought this up now. Now I have to go ahead and ask the question. Laugh, P1, or 918? Ooh. You know, I think they're all good for different things. I would go and say that the P1 is the best of the three. Uh, the Loft is probably the best for longevity. Okay. And uh, the 918 is best for technology. But I could I see say, that. I would take a P1 over all three. I'm okay. I'm a McLaren guy, even though I know how much they break. Right. We're standing in front of a 720 right now, an orange 720. I think this is uh, Orange Max on Instagram, which is really, really, right? Yeah, Fast Mac on it is, is the plate there. It's a really great car. Um, I, I would agree with uh, everything that you're saying. I think the P1 is definitely the most savage of the three. Um, whereas the laugh is, um, I mean, the laugh can boogie, obviously. And then the 918 is uh, probably the best built overall, I would say, just because it's Porsche. Um, but I think all three of them obviously made their massive indention in car culture and, and, and you know, putting it on a, on a different level of what the original holy trinity was back in the early 2000s which you know you had the slr you had the zonda you had the enzo and then you can you, you can even uh, sprinkle a couple of those others there and whatnot um so you, you know your instagram account is huge like really massive and i want to get into that in a second but what's really fascinating is that it's not just an instagram account right it, it's 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 almost like not 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 an entertainment account but it's definitely more a full social media full media concept filming um you know everything of that nature what you know now that you had this going on you said since 2014 we're in 2013 or 2023 now that's nine years sorry we're going backwards we're in the we're in the future yeah, we're we're in the, in yeah um what was it that you said that you felt the need that you wanted to expand it because that's a pretty big move to do yeah um so while i was in college right uh i was getting a marketing degree and i was like not to be the skeptic or anything but i'm like i don't really trust what these professors are saying so i sure. went and just jumped into the world myself yeah and i was like i want to look at you know social media from a marketing perspective you know it's it's fun to post pictures and everything it's cool to make friends online but how can i make this purposeful and useful right, right. and so uh, I went and just kind of explored some of the business side of it, learning about like promos and like brand collaborations and all this stuff as, as it was all kind of new on social media. Right. Um, and I never really put my face out there that much, but, um, I made sure to implement as much personality as possible so that people knew like they were interacting with a human, not just this like brand. Like a whole like, conglomerate. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, as I was getting into that, I was, I was learning all sorts of stuff, and I, I learned this whole thing about gamification, which I thought was really fun. Okay. And so, um, basically, the, the essence of that is, like, everything on social media is just one giant game, right? And uh, if you're smarter than your followers and the people that don't follow you, then you play these games and engage them into stuff, and all of a sudden, they want to stay around, right? right? And so, that's where... I've built a stronger following in the aspect of like, well, I'm going to play games with these guys. So it'll be like, find the hidden thing in this photo or uh, like I spy with this photo or like uh, once I changed like 30 of my captions and it was like two choices. It was either like, if you choose this, go to this post. If you choose this, go to that post. Right. Like, and then at the end it was like, 
dead end, dead end, dead end. And then you finally is like, oh, I found the post, right? Like stuff like that just gets people, you know, spending time on your page and like interacting with stuff and like they want to send it to their friends and all right. that. So um, I was kind of just exploring, you know, the the growth part of it and like the business part of it and all this other stuff. And like, um, you know, that's where towards the end of college I had to, you know, deal with this decision of like, all right, well, now I'm in the real world, right? Like, what do I, what do I do? Do I take this like full time and like, you know, be like this media figure? What do I do with it? Um, And I kept it around, but didn't go like full out as someone like Daniel Mack or Shmi or those guys did. Um, You're killing it, by the way, to be (laughs) fair. Daniel Mack is doing some crazy. Yeah. Yeah, So the fact that he got the president the president of the united states on a on a freaking reel oh he told me about that too yeah he's just like dude like i live in a simulation the white house emailed me and i'm like he's like he's like i literally went to my roommate's room and i asked him is this real and he's like yeah it's whitehouse.gov like this <laughs> and he's like oh my god so then they, yeah they flew him and did the stuff with the president that's like crazy. that's a whole different level that's- from what i'm doing right yeah um but you know i've I've built this community and I'm, he's more of like, um, you know, a, a public figure and a, a tool for, you know, companies to do this and that. I'm more of the knowledge base of how Instagram works yeah. and, you know, some of the strategies behind Instagram and TikTok and whatever. And so since I realized that I have these strategy skills, I went and built an agency. Um, and so I've been building that for the last two years or so okay. since I moved to California. That's awesome. So now this um, this agency, this media agency, if you will, um, it focuses, of course, on social media, Instagram, I assume, TikTok, I assume, uh, Snapchat, really. I feel like Snapchat's still... going to outlive all of them. Really? Absolutely. There's 100 million users that are 25 or younger. Wow. As compared to Instagram is what? They have the most daily active users of any platform. Okay. That makes sense because I talk to I people... I TikTok just passed them, but it's they're yeah. about equal. Yeah. Well, the, the difference between TikTok and Snapchat is obviously TikTok is having some issues, you know, with the government and whatever. Snapchat doesn't necessarily have that issue, of course. So yeah. what you're saying actually, you know, it actually makes sense. But um, now that you are continuously expanding in, in, in whatnot, what exactly are the focuses within this agency? Um, what, what are you wanting to go ahead and pop off other than, you know, social media use? Yeah. So um, I identified a problem which I am part of the problem, which is kind of funny, right? Um, and I haven't used Keys to the Jungle to really fix that yet, but I'm, I've been kind of dabbling in some ideas. But essentially the problem that I realized is most content online is just really bad, right? And, like, when I say I'm part of the problem, like, I'm just being extra <sighs> nitpicky on, on, you know, my own content. But, like, you know, you just see these local businesses and they, like, they, they post a video of a screenshot and they're like, come in from Thursday, seven to two, like whatever. And it's like, it doesn't, nothing they're doing is actually benefiting their, their customers or future customers and whatnot. Right. right. And so I realized, uh, this was like right around when I was finishing up college. I was, I was like, okay, like there's so much bad content out there. I want to fix that. So then the first thing I was doing was like, well, I could just manage social media accounts. Like, I could just go take stuff on my phone, and make it easy that way. Uh, as long as I have control of the account, then yeah, I, I'm winning, right? No, uh, well, I also didn't know how to sell, so that didn't really help <laughs> in my my thing. But at that point, I realized like, okay, well, 
uh, you know, it takes a lot of effort to run a social media account. It's a 24 seven business. So, um, I tried that. And I then have I 600 tr- followers. You've got like 300, <laughs> like 400,000, bro. Like there's, yeah, yeah, I get you. So, <laughs> um, but even like, yeah, just, just running it is, you know, cause to grow an account, right? Like you need to be messaging people all the time. You need to be knowing, you know, the entire industry that you're in, like every page, what's new, what's yeah. not new, you know, the types of content that's going out there, making content, all that stuff. Like there's a lot that goes into running a social account, right? So then I tried just running the social accounts that didn't work. And then I tried kind of running the social accounts, but then also focusing on higher quality content and then COVID happened. So that, that just naturally didn't work. I was also on the East coast right? and I'm like, this only works on the West coast for now. So then I was like, I need to move to California. Literally dropped everything in my life and moved to California That's two years ago. A baller move. And I was just like, yeah, I was scared. I'm like, what's the worst that happens? You I, only live I once. fail and I go back like, exactly. or I go somewhere cheaper or sure. I'm homeless. Like everyone in LA, <laughs> like whatever. <Right>. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? I end up on the street outside of my own apartment. So right. Uh, so, um, then I realized like, I'm just going to focus on content. Right. right? And so then from the content, once I build a good base around that, then I can expand to other things around that. And so, um, two weeks after I moved to California, I met this godly videographer, uh, a whole different tier, like, uh, like he should be doing stuff above social media, but we basically just took the upper echelon of social media, uh, the companies that are actually investing into campaigns and good content and all that and focus on storytelling. Right. And so I've learned so much random stuff about video editing. Now I look at a video and I'm like, Oh, that could be better. 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 Right. Uh, I look at my own videos and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, these are so bad. Right. So (laughs) I am part of the problem, but realistically, like I've just gotten so deep into like, you know, video production that now I see the, the quality that's into it, but like the lack of storytelling with 98% of videographers out there is kind of, you know, sad, right? Cause all these people are like, well, let me make a video for you. And it's kind of useless. It doesn't benefit the business. It doesn't benefit the people receiving it. So that's where, um, I kind of went into this agency called victory club and I'm rocking the sweater yeah, right now, rocking yeah. it right now. And so, uh, it's getting kind of hot too. <laughs> Got really real quick. I apologize. Um, Gotta love that yeah. Arizona sun. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, now I'm basically just managing the business side for these videographers yeah. and kind of middlemanning between them and, uh, these actual companies setting up the structure properly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the same model can work for influencers, can work for like web developers can work for all sorts of stuff, event coordinators, all the stuff in marketing. And so that, you know, eventually all these brands can, uh, you know, have some sort of cohesion with all their marketing. It's, it's not very consistent right now. So that's where I'm going to end the whole coming from seven to two. Look at this. And more of like, this is why we exist. This is why I started this business. Like I'm here to change something, right? And like, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about purpose. So, yeah. no, I hear that, dude. I love that. I love the concept behind that idea because you're absolutely right. And I think we're actually seeing it a lot with YouTube right now too. Um, there's been, um, you know, one of my favorite YouTubers has always been the Smoking Tire. You know, Matt Farah. Matt Farah at the beginning of what was the Smoking Tire. What was that storytelling aspect, right? And then what he's talked about is on his podcast in the in the past where he says, um, 
that wasn't making him any money. I can fully understand that, especially, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013. And that's why he decided to make the move into doing the one takes. But then he was getting that itch of being able to tell a story. And so now you actually watch the videos of what is the Smoky Tire. And he's kind of gone back to that formula. And people are responding to it more so than they were for seven years. Um, a guy like Seen Through Glass over in the United Kingdom, who happens to be one of my favorite YouTubers, has stuck to that formula. And honestly, for about a four-year stretch, you could see the dip in his numbers because people weren't watching him because they chose to go ahead and watch other outlets that YouTube was putting out, but not focusing necessarily on their quality. And you wanting to go back to the qualitative formula as opposed to going to quantitative, I think that's massive. And, I'm, and I know that it's going to pay dividends uh, to you and whatnot. Um, how do you, f I, I, I shouldn't say compete or compare, but in a, in, a, in a social media world where you see the Instagram accounts like Car Lifestyle or you see Speed Suspects or you go ahead and see uh, Blacklist, they're not necessarily doing the same thing as you are. They're, they're, they're different, but it's still a social media car page. How do you continue to try and stay relevant and how do you think that just big automotive accounts like that should continue to try and stay relevant going forward? Yeah, I mean, I think those are kind of two completely separate things, right? Because, right. like, my account is only my own content. Like, right. I filmed everything. I came up with, you know, the style and, like, Concepts. modified trends, all that stuff, yeah. all the editing. Like, you know, even though the editing's not very all that intent, right? But um, It's still you know, editing, with, brother. With them, I would say, like, automotive repost accounts, they're, they're basically a digital automotive billboard, right? They, so they, are, they are AI before AI. So well, they're in a way. they're the they're the billboard in the fact of like, they have this massive reach, right? So all these companies, if they want to advertise, here's the billboard. There's gonna have traffic that goes through just like a highway, right? Internet highway, the news feed, right? They'll show up before other accounts, right? So uh, if they focus on continuing to keep consistent reach and engagement and keep growing, then they can get their advertising money, right? Now for other accounts that are like me or like individuals right that are making their own stuff uh instead of just kind of hopping on all these different trends it needs to be more of like people need to come and be in tune with your personality right, right. like why uh why are they following you well they're following your story right and like um all the things that you're doing right now the thing that is kind of weird for me is like I don't like being the center of attention right I don't like the guy being on camera and like doing all this stuff and whatnot because um, I I feel weird about like the concept of people buying into a brand just because this influencer likes it right yeah. and like I totally understand it works and people get paid big money for it right but like I think that people should like a brand because the brand is good and it, like their values match what the brand's Absolutely. values are right and so um, I think the best influencers share what the brand's values are and get people to understand. Oh, LFA just showed up. Nice. Uh, <laughs> car I shows. Know that car. Gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. It's been, so, it's been popping everywhere. today. Everywhere, yeah. Is, so, we got an F8 right behind it. 911. 911. So, Sounds nice. oh, nice. The Kia Forte. Shout out to the Kia Forte. <laughs> Listen, I'm a, I'm a Kia ambassador, goddammit. Talk about this all the time. Rolling around a Kia Sorento. Oh, yeah. 83,000 miles and still boogieing like nobody's business. Just saying. It's the official TT vehicle, bitches. 
Carry on, sir. <laughs> that was not sponsored, by the way. So that was not definitely not sponsored. But if you want to sponsor it, please go ahead and get in contact with me, and I'll go ahead and have Michael work out the logistics for me, baby. Carry on, sir. <laughs> so yeah, like I think the best influencers, right? They all um, they know how to share the the different values and qualities of a brand, so right. that people aren't buying it. Oh, just because you know Shmi likes it, I need to buy it, which is kind of where social media is at right now. Yeah. Right. And there needs to be this paradigm shift in social media where quality is shown. Right. And it's never really going to happen because of how algorithms are built based on um, reactiveness, I guess. Right. So, um, you know, people are always going to share stuff that's wrong or inconsistent or like not right. But then like people buy stuff based on like what's right for them. Right. So, um, you know, long term, I think the people that are going to stand out are the ones that are, they might be getting less views now, but it's just consistent of like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Right. Like, you know, that's why like Daniel Mack does so well because it's like his videos are consistent. What do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? And it, each of each of the people, yeah, each of the people that he has on the videos continues to get bigger whether it goes you know we just talked about he just did one with the president of the united states wherever your allegiances lie within the political spectrum like that's massive nonetheless um he just went ahead and did one for wrestlemania weekend the wwe wrestlemania was just this weekend and he did one with dominic mysterio and rhea ripley um and he does it with he just to have everybody everybody yeah yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like it's someone's gonna hit it's like oh i know that person exactly so um you know it works like Shmi's stuff is so consistent because he does the same exact formula, same style every time. Yeah, you know, I've watched, I've watched him film a dozen videos, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's the same thing every single time, right? Mm-hmm. That's why, like, you know, he has 30 cars and, like, some of these other YouTubers have two <clears throat> DDE. So, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, um, you know, that's kind of, yeah. you know, I think the, the consistency and, like, having a, a style, right. even if, you know, some people don't like it, like, that consistent style is going to be the thing that like makes you outlive everybody else i got you right think about snapchat right like mm-hmm. it hasn't adopted all the features of all the other platforms that's why i think it's going to outlive the others right right it's it's still at the end of the day a platform where you send a photo and it disappears yeah and then you have messages that disappear over a period of time right all right and it's like hasn't added like all these video things and all this like started with like pictures and stories and messages and like they have like other things like news discovery the map feature whatever but like it hasn't like incorporated like you know long form content really yeah it's like little snaps that add up to long form content and like you know that is going to just outlive everything else in my opinion i got so. you I got two questions before we go ahead and finish up because I think we're doing great on time and I appreciate your time. I know that you want to be able to go ahead and enjoy the car show. Of course, I don't want to take too much time. Right I know. It's, 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 we act, I picked a good spot. spot. <laughs> I picked a good spot. Um, what do we got? We got that's a Ford GT right over there. We got a 355 right next to it. We got a ZL1 right in front of us. We have our friend Alex's M3. Like I said, we're standing in front of the 720. Um, That's Curb Your Enthusiasm's purple R8, which is so fire. We got a 458 over here at the end. Got the Countach right in front of us. We got a a kick Trans Am. Um, We got Jake Woods right over there walking around. But um, two things. One, 
Lamborghini just went ahead and uh, speaking of Lamborghinis, uh, Lamborghini just un- just uh, unveiled the the Revuelto, the, the the flagship, the replacement to the Aventador. Um, I uh, it's a really important car within the car culture. Um, it's Lamborghini's keeping that V12, but they added the hybrid system and whatnot. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I think that it sounds just like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that? That's a I, 348, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, nice. Sounds good. Let's see. So I, I have some. Okay, this guy doesn't want me to talk. I, you want to <laughs> fight? I will fight you. I will fight you with my Lamborghini, my Lamborghini Panawang. So, um, you know, I think the Revolto is a. Oh my God, is that a Supra? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, Ford in the house, baby. The, That's a tow truck, dude. There we go. There so, we go. Revolto is is cool, but not great, right? Sure. The Aventador was was great. Yeah. Right. Um, for certain people, right? Uh-huh. Um, so the thing about the Revolto is, and obviously I haven't driven one, right? But I have a feeling that the the way that it's going to drive is going to be a little boring compared to the Aventador. Okay. Right? Even though it's got all this extra horsepower, it's like, it's not the same like single clutch like beast of power, right? It's it's more of this like modern tame like we have to push as much horsepower into this as possible, have the first like reasonable thousand horsepower car because Ferrari only did 986 horsepower or whatever right. with the SF90, right? So, um, now all these cars are adding this electrified thing. Everyone's like, "Ew, no EVs!" It's not EV, right? It's yeah. V12. It's a V12, and it's got like, component. yeah, well, it's got electric motors at each wheel. Correct. It's not even like a real hybrid, right? Right. Like it goes like three miles or whatever, and so it is plug-in, from what I understand, right? right? Uh, well, yeah, they're yeah. they're like PHEVs, like yeah. pl- uh, performance hybrid EVs, right? right? So. Um, but essentially, like, I think something like the, the the Huracan line or whatever comes after the Huracan, yeah, like, it's basically just going to be, like, a toned-down version of that. Like, the Huracan and the Aventador were so different. Right. Right? Huracan is, like, smooth, kind of slow for what you're getting, right? And, like, the Aventador is just, like, this visceral, like, insanely loud, like, obnoxious whatever, right? Yeah. And, like... Uh, I mean, I've heard a sound clip of the Revolto. It doesn't sound as good as the Aventador. I think that, that probably has to do with the uh, the part the particulate the filters. It's yeah. like the e, the European like legislation, yeah. whatever. American um, ones might actually sound a little bit different. Maybe, I hope. yeah. We'll, we'll, so, we'll see. yeah, we'll we'll see. But um, you know, I mean, still all these cars you can drive them on six cylinders now, which is kind of cool and yeah. weird. But like, uh, I don't know. I think the car is set up great for the modification market which is where all these companies are going anyways so i think it'll be a smashing success for lamborghini um i've already heard people offer the car 100k over and all that stuff so i mean what it starts at is insane yeah Yeah. i mean it's already like 800 grand or whatever so yeah yeah it's probably worth it more than likely yeah so yeah Uh, we'll see like it's gonna be a year before we really experience that car very true very true um my last question to you is kind sir is um you know obviously myself i have a very small instagram account with a very small podcast well i should say the podcast with the instagram account associated to it right um and I'm not saying that I want to go ahead and get up to like 300,000 followers in any way, shape or form, but it is interesting for me to go ahead and learn from people like yourself who are within the industry, who are 
blowing up social media and doing it in different. Um, I'm curious to know like what kind of advice you could go ahead and give to me as I continue to go ahead and push the forward with Tormenting Tarmac and whatnot. I, I, I'm being selfish maybe, but I just got to ask. I've, I've got you here. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I think the biggest thing is to just not be scared of anything, right? Like there's all, all these people that are out there like focus on the algorithm, focus on these trends, do this, do that. Like if you are yourself and people like you, and you're putting out a lot of content, <laughs> a lot, <laughs> like people are going to pay attention to it. Right? right. And it's like, um, the biggest like recommendation I got from someone was <laughs> this, <laughs> this night rider so car. Random. I swear the biggest, the, the biggest thing I ever learned from someone yeah. in the social media space was, um, focus on what's being shared and, replicate that in your own way right um right because it's like well if all people are sharing this and this and this but your content is completely different like they're not going to share it they're not going to like be interested in it right so that's kind of you know the the consistency part of it so it's like um you know the the biggest thing is always just you know be interesting right um it's always okay to be a little controversial step away for one second because he's about to yeah. Yep. Yep. May or may not have blown out my speaker, but that's perfectly fine. Shout out to Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. No, it's like, you you can be out there, like, you know, style your stuff that's similar enough to what people are used to and comfortable with. Right. But, like, uh, you know, just, like, being different is what's going to bring people in. Right. Which kind of sounds kind of like an oxymoron. It's like, be the same, but be different. No, no, I get but it. But, like... Yeah, it's like have your own style, but then still kind of conform in some way, shape, or form. So, um, but I know you asked about a couple other people, like Colleen and whatnot. Yeah, of so, course. I uh, definitely want to go ahead and talk I to you a little bit about de- Colleen. Definitely wanted to. Uh, yeah. Definitely want to share a couple of that stuff. So, yeah. Colleen is super cool. Um, like she has a very unique style of content, right? I so I think that's where her stuff is growing right now. Yeah. Um, you know, she puts out all these videos on YouTube. Um, and what we've been she's doing really smart yeah really she's, smart she very knows, knowledgeable she knows everything about older cars like yeah everything um but like we've been focusing on you know editing her videos to kind of match this Haggerty style content yeah right um who are also so, doing an incredible job by the way <laughs> so thank you yeah. so she's uh yeah she's she's good like she can just like spit off facts about these cars like you know, a lot of these people, they need a whole script or whatever to, to do their video. And she's just like, like, give me the bullet point list and I can just tell you everything about this car. And yeah. her dad is this unparalleled resource of information. I was going to gonna say real quick, we're talking about um, the their Instagram account and their YouTube channel is um, at Ferraris Online, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And it's actually kind of cool because yeah, the whole stuff is uh, Colleen 365 GTV4C. Yep. Yes. Which is her favorite car, the 365 GTV4C. Excellent piece of car. Um, but yeah, the, piece of like the the other side of the branding is Ferraris Online. So yeah, um, it's a vintage car dealership, right? <clears throat> yeah, and then um, let's see. Yeah, I was gonna mention because um, you were talking about YouTube and, and like consistency and all that. Yeah, of course. Um, another uh, YouTube series that we do is with reliable carriers. Oh, the okay. Big orange trucks. Yeah, I know exactly who. Yeah, they are. and so what we did is we took the concept of the show MTV Cribs <laughs> and then we used their truck drivers Dude, yes. 
and so uh, yeah so it's like come check out my home away from home right yeah oh people love that stuff right and it's like that's kind of the the thing that i'm like like model it off of something that people are used to yeah right but then still be different of course and like, no other truck company is doing that right? absolutely not um and so it's it's fun and interesting and, and not engaging. to mention it gives you a very good inside view of inside view of you know, let, let's say you're going to have your car transported. Wouldn't you want to go ahead and have a better better understanding before you even go to the people that you want to carry your tr- car yeah. to know what it's going to look like, to what to know what they're going to do and take care of your car and whatnot? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, just, just working with them, like, yeah. I've learned that the, they're unparalleled in what they're doing. Like, because we build all their um, internal training content, too. And, like, I mean no other trucking company is even doing anything remotely similar to what they're doing which yeah. is it's really cool to watch from the inside right um and knowing like now i have to make extra money to afford their sh- their tri- transport right and it's just like uh but it's worth it right because right. you know i'd rather spend an extra thousand dollars than you know i've seen i've literally had other clients deal with other transport and like lost uh thousands of dollars off of damage right so it's like yeah it's not worth it so um but yeah it's like um i don't know there's there's just like so much cool stuff in the world right and it's like i just want to you know well there's more opportunities than people will ever realize yeah well i want to do all this stuff to just like like i promote happiness right yeah yeah and it's like i do all this stuff because like i just want other people to be happy understand themselves and like actually live lives like they should yeah like I'm just doing myself every day, like doing my thing, right? And it's like hanging out on a Saturday morning okay, over here four till four. That sounded a bit wrong, cut, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like I'm just doing my thing, and like I'm enjoying my life, and I'm also, you know, working a lot behind the sure. scenes, right? And I think that's one thing that you know, from like a someone that's viewing someone on social media is like, yeah, I haven't posted in a week, right? But like the amount of stuff I've done in that week is crazy, right? So it's like, don't. I guess my last message to people is just don't judge, like, or assume, like, anything about someone until you really know them. Exactly. So, like, I have six other things going on today, right? Right. Like, this is just the start of it, and it's, what, 9 a.m.? So, it, yeah. no, it's going to be a that. good, long, fun day. So. I know. I hear you. I, that's exactly how I feel. You know, I wish I could go ahead and put in even more time than I already do with my podcast and with the Instagram account. But, you know, people know this. I got three kids. I'm married. I got a lot of stuff going on. I've got two jobs. On top of that, I've got a full-time job and a part-time job, which is where I'm going to after this. And that's the reason why it's hard for me to be able to go ahead and, you know, come to these all the time. But when I do, you know, it's worth it every single time. And so um, the last question that I want to go ahead and ask you was the comparison of what is car culture between Orange County and the Phoenix area. Um, you, you're focused out there with what you're doing with Keys to the Jungle, and you come out here every once in a while. How does it compare? What are the differences? What would you say are the similarities? Um, I mean, there is nothing like Southern California. Like, nothing. Yeah. Um, I mean, for reference, I went to 300 car events last year. Right? And not all of them were in California, but I could go to multiple car meets every single day in right. California. Um, I mean, it's not like that here, right? right? I remember even trying to do that. I came to Scottsdale, like, what, three or four times last year? And, like, I'd go to whatever meets I could. I think I hit three one day. Um, and then I hit, like, seven during the week of Barrett-Jackson, yeah. right? But, like, there's just, there's nothing like, like, 
Southern California car culture. People are like, well, Miami, well, London. No. No. It, it's, it's just nothing like it. And it's right. so spread out. There's so many cars. There's so much money. There's, like, good driving roads. Sure. So there's just, like, people are just using and enjoying their cars all the time. Right. And, like, I'm, like, totally serious when I say there's a very few times that I go out and not see a supercar. Like, it's really uncommon to not see some sort of luxury or supercar right. even on like a three minute drive right and you know obviously that's helpful in where i live right sure and irvine right irvine's like the middle of orange county but still like everywhere you go it's like supercar hypercar this and that like vintage cars yeah. um here is like um a lot of the people that buy cars they're mostly about the culture but then there's the older crowd that's just like into their like Porsches and sports cars, whatever. So it's it's a it's a nice community here, right? So people here enjoy cars, but it's like a whole different level of enthusiasm in California. I got you. And I still have yet to find anywhere like it. So maybe the um, Middle East. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to go to Dubai this year. Right. We'll see. Um, but I don't know. The weather's so consistent in California. I don't right. know. And like, I don't know. People complain about the the laws and politics there but people still drive their cars all the time in california so like we'll see i'm still on a quest to find anything like it but all right that's nothing. that's the next that's the next level of keys to the jungle going out international to go ahead and see what compares to california car culture yeah well I've, i mean i've i spent a summer in london right. and there's a lot of cars in london yeah like a lot i know um I, awesome. be, I did a f- three and a half week uh road trip through europe like there's a lot of cool stuff in europe but like um I don't know. There's just, there's nothing as insane as, like, I mean, I've seen Zondas, I've seen Koenigseggs, I've seen one-of-one cars, multiple one-of-one cars. Um, I've seen cars that are called one-of-one but aren't (laughs) one-of-one. Like, I've seen, yeah, and there's just, like, there's so much illegal money out there, too, which is kind of sad to say, but, like, that brings in a lot of hyper cars, so sure it's just crazy to see stuff out there. So I got you. We'll see. We'll see what comes in the future. But yeah, awesome, man. Well, I want to thank you for your time, dude. I really do, and, and it was a pleasure. It you you've been amazing to me, um, and you have been uh, just. In, and, and I see your stuff on social media, and and it makes me smile. You know, it's it's just like that dude's just going cool stuff and he's having the time of his life, but he's also helping promote car culture in the best way possible. And you're also helping promote driving culture, which is something that people forget about that exists within car culture. People think that, oh, it's about the cars and coffees, but honestly, there's nothing better than going to a cars and coffee than getting in your car and then just going for a blast, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I hope some of these guys go and enjoy their cars. Like, it took me almost 40 minutes to get here this morning. Right. like i'm gonna enjoy the drive back exactly even though there's speed cameras out here and it's annoying they don't work they work I, yeah oh yeah i got okay. a, I got, a different great, sections of the city. got a great screenshot for you <laughs> uh me driving a car in a banana suit so all right <laughs> but <laughs> that's fair uh yeah so okay. um yeah yeah i mean i think like the whole purpose of car culture is to bring people together and enjoy driving right like we all like different things about cars different types of cars but like it's all about the love of cars at the end of the day so i agree well thank you michael i appreciate your time dude it's been an absolute pleasure um they can go ahead and find the instagram page on instagram obviously at keys to the jungle and then um Go ahead and plug any of the, of the other things that are affiliated with uh, Keys to the Jungle. That way we make sure to give love to everybody affiliated with the media agency and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, 
Yeah, Keys to the Jungle I have pretty much on everything, except I think someone took it on Minecraft, as oh. if I care, but... Um, <laughs> it's so random, but I, I know. got you. Someone's like, yeah, I took Keys to the Jungle on Minecraft. I'm like, you suck. <laughs> but, yeah, I have Keys to the Jungle on everything. Um, Victory Club, it's still kind of low-key. Yeah. Um, I, like, I have victoryclub.io, but, like, I don't use it that much. Um, and then, yeah, building out, like, everything kind of behind the scenes yeah. and just letting the clients post everything and whatnot. So, like, yeah, I'm working with, like, you know, Pirelli and Reliable Carriers and SEMA and stuff like that. That's so, huge, man. It's Congratulations It's pretty cool, that. so. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. You'll see me. And once you once you find me, you can't get rid of me. So that's the problem nah, for, dude. for everybody. So. For sure, man. I, I'm <laughs> not getting rid of you. So I'm, I'm absolutely down with that. I think the ne- whenever I get a chance to go out to LA, to LA or OC, I'm coming to see you, brother. And we'll go ahead. You can take me around and uh, I can show my kids that I'm, that I, you know, I got cool connections every once in a while and they can see, oh, daddy's kind of cool. He's got a, you know, he might drive a Kia Sorento, but he knows people that drive not Kia Sorentos. <laughs> so it'll be kind of cool, man. I appreciate it. But thank you so much, Michael. I hope you enjoy your Easter Sunday while you're out here, brother. Um, and enjoy the rest of the car show. Of course, we got, what do we got? We got a 600 LT over there. What's 12 C over there? Three R8s leaving. Yep. Mark IV Supra. Uh, tons of stuff oh, tons yeah. of stuff out here so anyways thank you everybody for listening um on behalf of michael my name is jorge aquino you can go ahead and follow tormenting tarmac on instagram at tormenting tarmac um you can go ahead and catch us on uh, apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, the anchor app uh all, a few different platforms from the audio perspective and uh thank you so much for being so supportive i hope you have a wonderful easter at this point This has been Tormenting Tarmac. It's the podcast where the enthusiast never dies. Have a great day, everybody.